Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're here in Newcastle with me. I've got Scott Fitzgerald, the madman. You're we're just right, talking, man. We're just talking off camera. You said that you want my job and I said I want your job. Uh, what do you think it could happen? Yeah, you boys are just going to America, getting in all nice hotels, eating what you want. You know, it's easy, isn't it? You know, it seems a nice job to me, really. Well, yeah. Boxing seems easy to me. It seems like you've got the easier, easier job than me. Oh, oh yeah, the only <laughs> bit you see is fine. That's the only, that's, that's the best bit, yeah. you know. The fight night. The build-up's not quite. Well, you know, it's fun, well, but I'll tell you what, I've not had a chip in ten weeks. But yes, well, that's the thing. She a chip to me is nothing. But see, when you eat a chip, that after fight night, I know, it's, it's like going to taste feeling, good, isn't it? Tastes so good. You watch my Insta Instagram story next week, guys. There's going to be some serious food on there. <laughs> Definitely. Well, follow him. What's your Instagram? Uh, Scott Fitz ninety one. Scott Fitz ninety one. Well, let's might get a few more. Yeah, you might. I don't know. We'll wait and see. I don't. I've got a shite nah. You've got a thousand followers on Instagram, but here he's never here right. there. But let's talk about the fight itself. You're against Ted Cheeseman. Yeah. I mean another great fighter sort of like similar to he likes to come forward and fight and fight so are the fans in for a treat are the fans in for a war between you and Ted yep I'm sure um, there's going to be stages in the fight where it's uh, exciting a war out there so um, I'm ready for whatever he brings though and uh, I've got my own plan and uh, execute that and I'm confident I'm, I'll get the win what's the what's the, is the, the British title's up for grabs isn't it yeah yeah uh, what does that mean to you everything you know that was a uh, that was the dream for me setting out you know maybe I, uh, afterwards i'll look on for other things but anything after a british title would be a bonus in my you know as i've always felt yeah. but yeah yeah it's a beautiful belt it's the best belt in boxing best looking belt in boxing well i think a lot of people everyone that says everyone that talks about the lonsdale belt always yeah. say it's the best looking belt in boxing it's gorgeous, are you gonna be, it? definitely are you gonna be one of them guys that wants to defend it to win it outright love or if a big opportunity comes de def move. definitely love to defend that belt uh, outright and uh, also I'd love for that Garcia fight uh, for that European you know then I'd be a British and European champion for the rest of my life no one can ever set that away from me Definitely. and then uh, you know the only, the only place after that is world level exactly as long as things uh, if keep keep winning then uh, 2021 I can look for world titles kind of the thing is when you look at the light middleweight division I mean it's again it's a cracking division yeah. I mean you've, you've got obviously Sparring of a week, he's a big old boy, strong. He's got a big back, yeah. Yeah, big, yeah. Big back. I've seen him yeah. the other day. The other Heavy day. set. Yeah, so, when you look at the division, we're at world level, and you look at these, these world champions and whatnot, do you look at the, which one do you think is the easier option, the route to go? Because you're WBO, aren't you? WBA? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it WBA? Yeah. WBI, I'm yeah. walking around afterwards doing interviews, going, just got myself a WBC international <laughs> and looked at it and it were WBA. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't know who the champion is. Who's the champion in that? WBA light middle is. Does check that out myself. Uh, no, yeah. I don't know. I'll get comments on there. I'm not into, I don't, under, you know, fully understand checking all the different mm. sanctioning bodies and that. But uh, there's, there's um, Julian Williams got yeah. a belt and uh, uh, and uh, the Mung guy, uh -huh. and um, you know, who? And Jared, Jared Hurd. Jared, Jared Hurd, yeah. 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 And um, you know the keep improving they're not they're not got like three arms they're not you know they're there they can be beat so um if, if i had a year defend by next year i've defended my british outright and won a european then uh 2021 i'll look for any of them yeah i've got to be i've got to mention his name because it seems like anthony fowler i mean you've got a big test you in fight saturday so you probably don't want to talk about it. yeah he seems keen to get that rematch for you how keen are you with the rematch yeah the he's rematch? gonna be keen isn't he yeah. uh put him on his ass and, and, and beat him in his own city but um 
you know, I, 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 I'm in, in control there and uh, I, I can do it on my terms, but um, I, I would still be happy to fight him in a rematch, definitely, and uh, I think he can make some good money in that fight because a lot of people want to see it, so they pay me the right money and uh, when, when the time's right, we'll get that on. I'd, you know, I'd love that fight again, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It'd be nice maybe to make that if I can get a quick defence before end of year. Um, not looking past Ted, obviously, but um, uh, get another one the start of the year, and then maybe on this Anfield card it could be my final uh, final defence then, couldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it'd uh, make for a great another great fight. Are you okay going to this backyard again? Yeah, yeah, go to Anfield. <laughs> The club he pretends to support. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. Before I let you go, because the press conference is about to start, uh, what can the fans expect from you on Saturday night? Um, a man who'll do whatever it takes to get this British title round my waist and um, the best version of me yet. Can we see a stoppage, you think? Yeah, definitely. I'm hitting hard and I uh, think if I land, I can take him out. But he's shown how tough he is, game he is, and fit he is. So I'll also be prepared for him to last out the full 12 rounds. Right, after this fight, Scott. Cheers, man. jobs. Yeah, yeah. Start fighting. That'd be hard. Love that. Love that, man. Easy life. <laughs> Easy life. Nice man. one. As again, Scott. Thanks for the Life Health TV. Cheers, Thank man. You. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with NTK Global. I'm here in Newcastle, the home of the. Well, I've just heard your Gareth Davis interview, you're famous, the famous Bruce Fitzson. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's put it in the famous. Oh, hi. It's the security man, he's Listen, got them, he's got everyone. All I'm saying, right, is that the next time I come down to Newcastle for a night out, all the clubs, you can get into clubs. I can get you into clubs, no problem at all. I don't know about the rest of them, but they're clubs, definitely. Right, club, I'll, I'll hold you in that. <laughs> uh, talk to me about uh, Robbie Davis Jr. It's a little bit more respectful at this press conference. I mean, is it just because you're close to fight night now? And it's just... Yeah, I think it's just close to fight. I think it doesn't matter what, how much talking we do now. I think it's, you know, the talking's over. Big day, Saturday. You know, we've just got one more day for the win. And uh, we'll, I think we're both just ready to rock and roll now and hit each other hard in the face. You said the best man wins and stuff like that. Any stuff about his boxing skill and your power. Being that you obviously you did carry power down at lightweight. Now people start to second guess them or can you carry that power at lightweight or weightlifting? Are you looking to put on a sort of like a performance where you can demonstrate your power against the Yeah, I mean, you know, people are on about with I can take your power upward. You don't realise how much I was taking out of his to get the lightweight, so you know the we're gonna have more power at lightweight than what we are at lightweight in uh, I think that's something that we're definitely gonna show on Saturday night. I think you know Robbie's a big puncher as well. It would be daft just to go in to think that Robbie isn't. And uh, I do think it could be one of them if we're trading whoever lands first will be, be going over. I've got to talk about your, your daughter as well, because you're not much of a talker. You say you say what you need to say, but your daughter, uh, man, if, you, if, if she's old enough and you're at press conferences, she's going to hear do the talking. Gonna, she'll be a trash talker. She she'll be Colin McGregor the second one, she's just giving, giving it that the whole way throughout. So, no, she's me. Uh, I let her come to the press conferences, let her come to the public workouts, but no fights, too young. Stay away. Two. Two. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you see some people with them. Oh, she, oh, she's a. Uh, 
non-stop this year, so just like a little whirlwind. But uh, no, it was nice, and I was doing the face off, and I love you, Daddy. And I thought, oh, I don't know, that's right. I was going to say, I was going to say, Robbie, turn around for a minute, but no, it's uh, it's all fun, and we're just kind of here for Saturday now. Last thing, let's talk about Saturday again. No, I don't know, nah, I can't, you know, I think they've done very well for the sellout again for us, you know, they've all got behind us enough, but I think one more loss, then I think, you know, the, the big nights in Newcastle won't be coming anymore, and uh, we've got to make sure we win, not just for me, but for the undercard as well, you now these people coming through, they want the big shows to keep coming up, they want the fingers and toes crossed that, keep winning, so Eddie can keep bringing them up. So, but we're not even thinking about that. We're just thinking about getting the win, good performance on Saturday, and, and seeing what Eddie offers for next. I know, I know that you're 100% focused on Saturday night. Every fight is always the same, one fight at a time, one fight at a time. We spoke about the NTK show in Newcastle. We were talking about like Josh Taylor. We just programmed, we're having a laugh, and you're going off that stuff like that. Yeah. And Eddie mentioned it, saying the winner of this fight will go on to fight for a world title, will sort of be in amongst that mix. And he mentioned we just programmed and Josh Taylor. Now this is more of a reality. Is that more of an now for you to go out no, yeah, definitely because you know, I mean, there's certain you've got to have a bit of look and boxing. There's certain people that you want to try and avoid, and I think Taylor and Progress would be one of them. But you know, win this fight, then you get offered life changing money the way you probably would get the fight, then and you kind of say no, and you've got to get yourself in. You know, I'm, I'm saying all this, but if, if I was the win on Saturday and Taylor was the win, then me and him would be announce the fight. Then, I, then I would have to be going, oh, I'm going to do him, I'm going to knock him out because that's just the way I am, you know. so from a selfish point of view, you versus Taylor, like I've known you, became good friends with you, yes. you're a nice man. Josh is a good friend of mine as well. So you will be back in Taylor, no, you no, bastard. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, I, I, this, this is one of the things. I probably won't go to the fight now, I'll just won't watch it. Just I'll watch it, I'll tell you like that. Just, yeah, I'll record it, take the results in Twitter and just not bother. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll just talk about that then. I mean, winning this fight, it is life changing for you, isn't it? I mean, you, you, again, go back to the Gareth Davis interview I just heard there. You ride horses with your daughter and, and, your, and your girlfriend as well. They're not, they're not cheap. No, they're no. Not, not Life's not cheap. I just bought my dad's house off him. Big four to five bedroom house. You know, I've got, I've got four, I had four sisters and a brother. So, you know, I bought the family home. Got to buy that off him. Got to give him the rest of the money for that. Then, I've, you know, you've got your hobbies, the horses, the boxing, this and that. Life's not cheap, you know what I mean? Boxing's easy, life's hard. No, I'm not. I don't know what I mean. Like, I'm not boxing, so. No, yeah, but, uh, so, you've got to keep sure you make them winning. And, you know, I'm. Uh, the daughter, she wants a horse for Christmas, she keeps saying, so she's not getting one late, but oh, I need the money there just in case, you know what I mean? So it's uh, it's, it's nice, man. It's just, I, I just kind of wait for Saturday out if I want to keep winning, keep performing, then they're big incentives to keep doing that. This is another a good explosive performance, hopefully, you know, I were, we've trained very hard, just, you know, been spawned with Lee Selby for two weeks, been spawned Darren Tatley, been spawned a few of us, so we've had all the good spawn that we need. More than 100 rounds spawn, and we're just ready to get in there and put on a good performance for the, for the city. I won't give you much longer, like I know you've got hundreds and of media duties yeah. to go. There's probably a big queue over there waiting yeah, for yeah. you. Uh, so, thanks for this fight, LTV, and I'll see you fight night. Yes, see you fight night.
Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me I've got another and Carl Frampton. How are you sir? I'm alright mate, not bad. Good to see you again. You too. No, I don't get to live with you anymore. So it seems to be cooking a new one that get you. Ah, uh, they, they get the best trips. Definitely. We'll oh. get you out to Vegas for the next one. Well, yeah, fingers crossed, man. I'll take, I'll take that. You know, jump in that place on the sand. But before we talk a bit, obviously, what's been announced there, I want to talk about your hand injury. I mean, you've always spoken to humor, I think, about this, but how's the hand going? I've seen you doing some punching. It, uh, it feels fine. Um, I'm seeing a specialist the next few days, and he will give me the all clear, I'm pretty sure of that. But I've been hitting paddles a lot. Um, I haven't really been doing any hitting the bag or anything heavy. I punched reasonably heavy today and I felt 100% so the hand in my opinion is fine and I just, just want to get the all clear from the specialist before I go full steam ahead. You've had a date in your head now, you've been confirmed for a date on November 30th but the opponent hasn't been announced just yet but you're facing an unbeaten American, Tyler McCreary, I hope we've said his name right, yep. uh, he's unbeaten. Maybe a little unknown to people, but yeah. how, how do you approach the fight being that someone well, I kind of, he's a, he's a slick slur, kind of slick American, um, you know, fucking shoulder up and one hand down. And, um, he's not a bad fighter, he, he, he maybe give me trouble for fucking for a while, but all these guys, when, when they get the opportunity, they kind of turn it up a gear and turn it up a notch, because if he beats me, then he can suddenly put his name forward to be boxing for a world title. So. It's a big fight for me. It's in between featherweight and super featherweight, so it gives me the option to go up or down, whatever comes next, um, or whatever kind of passages open up for me after this fight. But um, he's a good fighter, um, and I'll need to do my best, but I'm, I'm determined to, to get back to winning ways. Is facing something like Tyler a crossroads fight for you? If you win this, then obviously you can push on if you lose. And if I, if I lose, the next fight I lose, I'm done. I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm going to say that, I, I won't box again, so um, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about winning this fight and pushing on to fight for a world title and winning another world title, that's that's my plan. You mentioned you don't care, featherweight, super featherweight, any of them champions in divisions. I am, I am, and um, I don't, you know, I'm not a guy that's going to be disrespectful to him. I'm, I'm not a champion at the minute, I want to be a champion. I would hope that I get the opportunity that one of the, one of the champions give me a chance to um, to fight them. I think that I'm still a big name in, in world boxing. I think that me against any of the champions at featherweight or super featherweight is still a big fight. So, um, you know, fingers crossed I get an opportunity after this one. But this opponent, I, I need, to, I need to, deal, to deal with him and deal with him in style first. I mean, you're back out in Vegas. The last time you fought there, you fought a cracking fight against Leo Santa Cruz. But this time you're going out again. You're going to take as many fans as you can. You think there's Belfast crowd yeah. coming in? Yeah, I think we'll bring a few. Not obviously as many as we brought the last <laughs> time, but um, I think it's on 5,000 when I fought Santa Cruz the second time, but um, we'll bring a few over. Obviously, we're still waiting. We're trying to get opponents announced and over the line. Um, it's taken a, a, a little while. Um, we had Dogbo at the start. We had another guy who the Nevada State Athletic Commission turned down, and I was completely shocked at that. What was his name again? That was Le um, Le Le Del Val, Le Orlando Del Val, Val yeah, like yeah. a similar record to me, 25 and 3, but a better knockout ratio than me, 19 knockouts. He's fought some good fighters, and I turned him down, and he's a super fan, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but anyway, we've we've got this guy, Taylor McCreary, who's another good fighter, different type of fighter than Deval, but um, yeah, I need, to, I need to be beating these guys and, and doing it instead. You're fighting on the same card as Oscar Valdez. Is that sort of a fight? I mean, it's well documented. I think yeah. last time I spoke to you years ago, you mentioned Oscar Valdez. Is yeah. this one of the ones, if you win, he wins, same card, you can sort of well, that Potentially, fight? look, at, I think that's probably why they're putting us on the same card because I think it makes sense for both of us and, and it's an exciting fight. Um, 
even though none of us have a, a world title in this division, I think that main Valdez without a title is still a big fight. So hopefully fights like that can be made. I would prefer to fight for a world title against someone, but if if I get offered a fight against Oscar Valdez, another big name, then I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump at that too. I've got to ask. This might be the dumbest question I'm gonna ask you, but how desperate are you to become a world champion again? I've, like. I want it so much, and, I, and like you know, I'm still I'm 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 32 years old, and I know, I know what people are saying about me. I know what they're saying. You're over the hill. He's done. Frontman's past it. But what I've been doing, and what I done in that last camp before I broke my hand, like I was flying in the gym. I was the most disciplined I've ever been my, in terms of listening to, to Jamie and um and just the tactics I carried out in sparring. Like a camp went perfect, and I felt great. I'm probably the best I've sparred in a number of years, if I'm being honest, and I just want to get back to the top. I'd love to win a world title, just almost say, fuck you all, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> people don't expect me to win it. I know I can win it, the people around me know I can win it, and that's what I want to do. I've got to talk about Josh Warrington. You said that you would, if it came, you would rematch Josh Warrington. Is that still a feeling? A dumb question again, because you did say you'd face the world champion. Yeah, absolutely. Look, but again, I, I'm not going to start calling Josh Warrington. He beat me fair and square the first fight and I understand I know what he's saying he's saying that he would fight me in a unification fight again completely understandable um, so it's up to me hopefully you know Jamel Herring potentially is an opponent of mine um, you've got Shakur Stevens he's mentioned your name as well Jamel Herring is he not? he he's has player, a yeah. super far weight so it just shows you that I'm still relevant <laughs> no, I'm still relevant I'm still a big fish I think in, in around the, the far weight super far weight division so yeah, any, any of these boys. Well, I won't keep you much longer. Hopefully, I won't get that away trip thanks, to America Andy. one day. And uh, thanks for this, Fightful TV. Best, thanks, Carl. This is Rob Tebbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted to be joined here today by the WBA Super Lightweight Champion of the World, Rougarou, Regis Progre. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Doing everything is, you know, everything is cool, man. Been in London for a week. Time, you know, the time difference messed me up, but I'm here now and I'm adjusted. Everything is cool. I just mentioned to you briefly off camera. The last time I saw you, you were in Glasgow wearing a kilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I had, a, I had the kilt on in, in, in Scotland last time. You know, so no kilt, no, um, yeah, no kilt this time. Now I'm going to be catching up with you on Thursday at your media workout. So we'll keep it strictly on today's business for okay. today. Um, we're down here at the lovely Hackney Boxing Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to be involved with this initiative. Oh, my team kind of reached out and, you know, I think they, they found out this was, you know, what kind of school it was. And, of course, like, I was just fully with it. I always really, every um every fight, I always do, like, a like a, a pre-fight kids camp thing. You know, reach out to a school and, you know, some kids and stuff like that. And I always go interact with them and stuff. But, you know, they told me about this and, you know, that's why we're here. What were you like as a kid? I was kind of, I was looking at you talking to all of these young kids and, and kind of trying to inspire them for the future. What were you like when you were younger? Um... That's something I think you gotta ask my parents, man. I, I mean, I, I feel like I was, I'm the same person I am right now. Like I always like enjoy life. Um, I always did what I want. To be honest, and same thing. Like right now, I do what I want to do every day. Um, 
just I just have fun, you know. Of course, rough like growing up, fighting and you know, all that stuff. That's kind of normal, you know. Like my daddy was saying, like boys, that's what we do. We fight and, and play and play rough and all that stuff. So that's kind of you know that's kind of my background, a brief history of my background. What sort of things were you telling? I mean, I'm going to release a video where we kind of show a little bit of what's gone on today. But what kind of things were you saying to the kids today? What, why do you feel that it's important to help to have boxing help inspire the future generation? Um, the main thing I was telling them, you know, like you could do anything, you know, and that's really what I believe. Like I really, I'm not, I'm not really just doing this for the cameras and just telling them that stuff. Like for me, I really believe like anybody can do anything, but you, you have to, like, you really gotta dedicate yourself, you got to sacrifice, and you really got to focus on what you really want to do. So that's kind of, you know, what I was just telling them. And I, I mean, I just like the boxing program because most people think that um, to to do this type of training and to, and to like box that you have to be like a, a angry type of person. It's just totally not true. You know, like in boxing, if people know about professional boxing, um, the, the person that is like, like the angry person, the person that loses their cool first is most likely going to lose. In boxing, you know, I can smile and I can still want to beat you up. You know, it's just how it is, you know. So with this type of program, you know, if it's troubled kids or whatever it is, anybody, you don't have to be troubled or nothing like that. You can, um, it, it's, it's, just a, it's just a good way to like, you know, get stuff out, you know, stress relief and, you know, you just get things out. So. That's why, you know, that's the reason, like, I came. I, and I, I actually like this type of program. It's a real good program. People outside of boxing look at boxing and they kind of think violence and fighting and this, that, and the other. But one of the things that the Hackney Boxing Academy uses is discipline. Mm -hmm. How important is it to be disciplined, not only as a professional fighter, but even starting off when you're younger, when you're just taking up the sport? Yeah, discipline is everything. You know, you definitely got anything you want to do in life. You have to be some type of discipline. If you don't have no discipline, you're not going to really get nowhere, you know. So, yeah, I'm, like I said, this this is a, you know, this is really a great program, you know, because it does teach them. You know, they even, if they use swear words, you know, you got to do 25 push-ups. I, I said something and they, they made me get down and do my 25 push-ups, you know. And they were saying, like, how you can, they make them scrub the, the crown with a toothbrush and stuff and, like, the Mr. Miyagi type of thing. I mean, this is this is a great program. Like, this is a really good program. Now, I know that you spoke earlier about kind of the people who inspired you when you were growing up. What would it mean to you if somebody from the Hackney Boxing Academy, say two, three, four, five years down the line, came up to you at a show and said, That's what I'm doing it for. That's exactly what I'm doing it for, man. I, I, I love that type of stuff. I told them at the end, I think it's like 15 of them, I said, Look, I'm looking at all y'all eyes. And maybe, and you know, they're a little older because usually I, I tell the kids when I, when I go to little kids, I say, Look, in the next 10, 15 years, Y'all remember, like, who, who, who came and who talked to y'all, you know, but these kids are older. So, yeah, maybe, like, in the next five, seven years, you know, I just want to see them be great. And I, it, it doesn't have to be about, of course, boxing and or even, like, an athlete. But you can, like, I really believe that you can do anything you want in your life, and that's what I told them, you know. And I think most kids don't have that that confidence, because I didn't as a, as a kid growing up. I didn't have that confidence, and that's the main reason I come to, you know, I go to a lot of kids so they can see somebody like me, and they could, they could you know, hear from me, they can feel me, they can touch me, and they can, they can have, you know, just that confidence to, well, like, damn, like, I really probably can do this too, you know, because me, you know, I didn't, when I was young, I didn't have that, I didn't have that, that real role I like, like myself to look up to and be like, damn, like, that's somebody that's really, you know, really, really made it, and I'm talking to him, you know. So, you know, like I said, that's that's why, you know, I came here, and that's why, I, you know, I do the same thing. I talk to, you know, talk to the kids and stuff, and um, I, I do it all the time. So one day, you know, they do. They come to me, and, man, you came to my school one day, and, and you, you said this, and they'll tell me I'm doing this with my life. I'm doing this, and I'm doing this, and that'll really make me, like, really happy. Just finally, because I know you're very, very busy here, you've got kids yourself. 
Will you, will you be encouraging them to box? Do you think that they potentially see something in yourself? No, 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 no. Somebody actually asked me that, man. Um, I, you know, my son, I got, I got a son and a daughter. You know, my son, he, he, I don't know if he has it to be a boxer, but he loves to fight, you know. So um, maybe he might be like an MMA fighter or something like that. You know, let him do that. It's a, it's a world that I don't know. So... He can, maybe he can go do that, get a coach and train and stuff. But as far as boxing, as far as fighting, period, though, it's just it's such a hard sport. So I don't I don't know if I want my like my kids to do it. And and at the same time, I saw an um, interview by Mike Tyson, and he was saying um, about his kids boxing is something. He was like, his kids get excited when they see like like rappers and like Tiger and stuff. Like he he used that same rapper Tiger. He was like. You know they get excited when they when they see people like that, and he was like, "I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you how great I am." Basically, Tyson was kind of saying that. So, it, it's things that I feel like you have to be, you have to be kind of born with. And my kids, they have, they kind of have everything already. So, um, but I know I went off. But yeah, going back to your question, I don't think so. I don't think I want my son to fight. Okay, well, Regis Progre, real pleasure to catch up with you again. Um, I'm going to see you on Thursday where we'll talk about your fight, your upcoming fight with Josh Taylor in a little bit more detail. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's great. Cheers.